G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. And I didn't even give him a second thought until I came face to face with how wretched I was. That's the extent of his love in that we were his enemies. We were sinners who weren't interested in him and yet he loved us that much. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we began a short series about the will of God. We learned about God's decretive will last time. And in this program, we're going to learn about God's preceptive will. The will of God sounds easy, but it's quite complex. But if you want to get your head around it, you can sort of break it into a few different categories to sort of help, you know, stretch your brain around um, this really big topic, actually. And there are four categories. God's decretive will. We looked at that last time. And his preceptive will is what we'll look at this time, but there's also his permissive will and his sovereign will. So God's preceptive will is what his will for mankind is, which is revealed in his word through his precepts or his commands. And this is usually the point where everybody takes a big breath and says, no, don't go under the law. (laughs) (laughs) And we've, we've covered this quite a bit, but the law is good and it's holy and it tells us what God expects regarding Behavior and mm. conduct, moral, ethics, standards of his people. Because remember, his people are supposed to be salt and light in the world. So therefore, we're supposed to be different. And there are some things that we are expected not to do. Things like lying, stealing, cheating, hating, murdering, indulging ourselves in sexual immorality. And then, according to his precepts, there are things we are supposed to do. And that is things like um, having a repentant heart, um, being generous, expressing care and compassion to other people, living a holy life, showing mercy and grace, being kind to others, speaking the truth, forgiving the wrongs of others, worshipping God. They're all very clearly detailed in the scripture as part of his precepts, the rules of engagement, so to speak, for believers. That's what he wants us to do. And of course, this uh, requires that we be conformed to his word or his yes. precepts. Uh, instead of the world. And Romans 12 is a, a classic scripture that talks about this. The first two verses, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, mm. that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So therefore, the will of God is not to be conformed to the world, but be conformed to the word. Mm. Well, how do you be conformed to the word unless you know what's in the word? So you've got to know what's in it. You know, I I was listening to um, this preacher once, and this pastor was talking about how, as part of his role as a pastor, he would do counselling sessions with various members of his congregation. He was talking about a, a gentleman who was pouring out his heart about all these terrible things that were unfolding in his life, and they were all a consequence of some really bad decisions and choices mm. that he'd made. And this pastor was kind of like ready to tear his hair out and said, why on earth would you do such a thing? The Bible is so clear when it says not to do that. 
And this gentleman looked at him and said, well, if I'd known what the Bible said, I wouldn't have done it. And the point being, if you're a Christian, you're supposed to be in the word, conforming to it so that you're not like the world, making Mm. really, really silly mistakes and getting yourself into a whole lot of bad stuff. Yeah. But obviously the only way to do that is to be in the word and then obviously to obey what it says. And that really comes out of a heart and desire to please God more than people. You know, obviously uh, the Bible tells us that God loves us and he loved us first. Mm. That really is why we then love him. It's a response to his love. Romans 5 verse 8 says, God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And, you know, the really um, curious thing is that we don't really look at ourselves as sinners. It's not until we realize Mm. just how wretched we are, uh, just kind of look at the mess that we're already in, that we realize just how sinful and horrible that we were until we discover how much Jesus loved us. I mean, could you imagine what it would have been like for Jesus hanging on the cross? He was beaten and bruised and bloody and his flesh torn to pieces and he he would have been in excruciating agony. And the people who loved him were hiding, except his mum and John. But the others, they're all hiding, so they weren't there for him. Those who hated him were there laughing at him, mocking him, spitting at him, you know, ridiculing him. It would have been humiliating. And then you look down throughout human history to see all the people like like me and the sinners that we are, that I am, and I didn't even give him a second thought until I came face-to-face with how wretched I was. Mm. That's the extent of his love in that we were his enemies. We were sinners who weren't interested in him, and yet he loved us that much. When you realize how much he loves you, that's when we love him. Paul takes us a bit further in Ephesians 6, 5 and 6, where he talks about how Christians should, no matter what their circumstances were, do everything to please the Lord, even if they were slaves. All scripture is inspired by God. So this is God speaking. He says, slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ, not by way of eye service as men pleases, but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. So in, in that context, it doesn't matter what the circumstances of our life are. When you love him and you want to obey the will of God, it means to serve in whatever capacity you're in, as if you're serving Christ, and that is also the will of God for mm. us as believers. So mm. that's about being obedient to the precepts of God. And obviously when we do that, the world is watching us. So as yes. we act in a way that the world would think is strange or you know, <laughs> unnatural, they look on and think, wow, that's different because we're actually then following the precepts of God. Absolutely. In fact, there's a really good example of that just in recent years with the terrorist attacks taking place in um, Egypt and uh, Christians in the Orthodox Church are being blown to pieces in the lead up to the Easter services. And I can remember watching a news report of a Muslim newsreader who was reporting on the Christians who were saying, we forgive those who've killed our family members, our husbands and our sons and our brothers. We forgive them and we wish we could sit down with them and let them know we're not their enemies. And I remember the Muslim newsreader saying, these people are of a different substance. This doesn't make sense. Wow. That's an example of obeying the precepts to love and to forgive our enemies when we want to hold on to it and get vengeance, but to obey the precepts is totally contrary to the world. That's about being conformed to the word, not the world. That's the example we want to set because we're supposed to be salt and light. 
And if we don't obey the precepts of God, we are bringing his reputation into question and, and we're blowing our own witness as well. In 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 3 to 8, it talks about this further, saying, This is the will of God, your sanctification, or the process of change, that is, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel, or his body, in sanctification and honor, not in lustful passion, like the Gentiles who don't know God, and that no man transgress and defraud his brother in the matter, because the Lord is the avenger in all these things. Just as we also told you before and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. So he who rejects this is not rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. And that's actually really serious. So the, mm. the, God is saying that it is the will of God that we obey his precepts so that we, our actions, our ethics, our mannerism, our behavior, our conversation, our attitudes, the conduct within which we live our lives is supposed to be conformed to the word so that we are not like the world. And if we ignore that, we're actually rejecting God. Mm. So it's very, very serious. That's actually the will of God. It's his preceptive will. The morality and ethics of the world is in this constant state of flux. And I would say that at the moment it's spiraling downward at a rapid rate. Mm. What is acceptable today as normal and healthy would have been rejected outright 50, 100 years ago. It, it's getting very, very dark, but it's society's standards, they, they fluctuate. They're up and down, they're hot, they're cold, they're on, they're off. But God's word remains the same. Now, the world may not like the standards, but if they see us living according to a standard and an ethic that is righteous and holy and pure and godly and loving and forgiving and gracious and merciful but uncompromising, they will see this light that we are supposed to be projecting to them. We're going to continue our study on the will of God in our next program, moving from the preceptive will to the permissive will of God. That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.